0: You're in the throes of making a major decision. Maybe a vocational decision, a relational decision, a recreational decision, a marital decision, a parental decision. You're in the throes of making a decision. We're all in the middle, in the midst of making choices, are we not? Life is a net effect of choices. We all make choices. Decisions, whether you find yourself here or at one of our many locations, you're making decisions. Some decisions are those micro decisions, small decisions. They seem rather insignificant. On the other hand, some we would call are macro decisions, big, hairy, honking decisions. Yet we're the net effect of decisions. How do you make decisions? How do you go about this process? Because in life, they seem to just fly at us at a NASCAR-type pace. How do we make decisions? That's a great question. i discovered that dynamic decision-makers are self-aware. Those who make dumb decisions are self-unaware. I've been in a series on self-awareness called Know Thyself. Socrates said it, he said, and I quote, man, know thyself. Man has been on a journey from the beginning of time to know himself. To know yourself, you have to know the one who knows you better than anyone, and that's the Lord. You can't really know yourself outside of him because he's the one who made you and me. He's the one who designed you and me. So in reality, you might think you know yourself, but I would argue you don't really know yourself until you know the one who knows you better than you'll know yourself. We don't know ourselves just to know ourselves. We don't know ourselves just for some humanistic, psychobabbleish thing. It's a benefit of a believer. If you're truly walking with God, you're going to know yourself. Well, today we're looking at a king, and this king is in Daniel chapter six. Now, Daniel is over in the Old Testament. Daniel chapter six. And we're going to look at a king. His name was Darius, Darius. If you don't have a Bible, here's what I would like for you to do. At all of our different locations, we have a source, it's, it's a bookstore. Go to the source afterwards and say, man, hook me up with a Bible and we will give you a Bible, or you can buy a Bible. If you can't afford one, we'll give you one. If, if, if you can pay for a Bible, which, I think 99.999% of us can. I would urge you to do so. And make sure also that you have our fellowship app. Do you have our fellowship church app? If you do, it is absolutely amazing because after every message during the week, we send you a five minute devotional. You click on to the app and it says devotional, click on to the devotional, and you do the devotional right along with what we've talked about over the weekend. And we have thousands and thousands of people who've done so. So make sure you do that. How do you do that? You simply go to the App Store, type in Fellowship Church, click on Get, and you'll have the Fellowship Church app. So two things, those are two points of of application. Go to the bookstore, get a Bible if you don't have one. Secondly, make sure to download the Fellowship Church app. There's a guy in the Bible, as I said earlier, named Darius, and also there's another gentleman in the Bible named Daniel. I would say Daniel was one of the most self-aware people we'll ever come in contact with. You look at his life, humility. Look at his life, integrity. Look at his life, he stood in the midst of a very pagan culture. Daniel was in an area specifically the city of Jerusalem. Jerusalem was overtaken by the Babylonians. He was deported, he and some friends, all the way back to Babylon. Now think about this. Babylon was a very sensual, wheels-off, crazy culture. There were no believers there. Yet Daniel stood for the Lord. Daniel had generation after generation after generation of integrity. He, and we know several of his friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Those are the guys who went through the fiery furnace. Daniel was amazing. Yet, we're going to find that Darius, and I don't want the names to confuse you, but just stay with me, Darius was the alpha male, the man over the Persians. The Persians took out the Babylonians. So when Darius showed up, King Darius, he looked around and he realized what Daniel had done. He realized that Daniel had spoken to the lives of so many powerful people. And that's brilliant. I mean, we've got to give him a round of applause. Good job, Darius. Darius, you, yeah, that's good. Darius, you recognize that that, that Daniel was amazing. And the Bible says in Daniel chapter 6, verse 3, Daniel... So distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities. Again, this guy had a serious track record of humility, of integrity, of living the life in the midst of a difficult, difficult situation. So Daniel so distinguished himself by his exceptional qualities that the king planned, that's Darius. To set him over the whole kingdom. Now that's important because remember, there's a new kingdom now. Darius had come in, he'd taken over Babylon, and it was a fresh start, a new kingdom. He was wise. He thought, who can I give this to? I mean, who can run the show? There's only one Daniel. And here's what's so interesting Daniel was not a Persian, he was a Jew, yet Darius tapped him on the shoulder. Whenever you start anything new, maybe you have a baby, maybe you're newly married, maybe you're starting a company, maybe you've started a brand new position, whenever you start something new, you've got to make great decisions. You've got to have discernment. You've got to be self-aware. And self-awareness or being self aware basically is having a read on your strengths and weaknesses, your context given to you by God. It's how you connect with yourself and how you connect with others. Daniel was like Phi Beta Kappa in self-awareness. He lived this incredible life, this life in the middle of a hellhole in a lot of ways, yet he stood. But I want to tell you something. I want to encourage you, make sure to have a Daniel next to you when you make these macro decisions when something is starting afresh and anew. You just started school. I mean, school has just kicked off. Those are major, major times for you to make the right decisions. Here's here's what I find fascinating. Because in the Bible, not only do we know what to do, And not only does God tell us what to do, and we see that through different figures like Daniel. Okay, Daniel will tell us what to do. We can emulate him. The Bible also tells us by looking at figures like Darius what not to do. So you can learn from someone like like Darius who who is Phi Beta Kappa at being dumb. We can learn what not to do. Conversely, with Daniel, we can learn someone who is self-aware to really do the right stuff. Darius did something stupid, man. He went on social media, ancient social media. He started blabbing and talking about this decision. Oh, I'm planning on Daniel taking over the whole deal. Whoa, I'm planning on this guy running the show. Man, Daniel is the man I'm planning on him doing it. How many times do we drop the ball? How many times are we self-unaware when we talk too much about what we're going to do? Don't talk to everyone about what you're going to do. Lean into the Daniels. Lean into the right people in your lives. If you talk, though, to anyone and everyone, invariably the wrong group, will come into your life and mess you up. and That is what happened to Darius. Darius! I mean, looking at him, it's hilarious. Darius, you're so dumb. You've got Daniel right by you. You've announced to everyone on social media that he's the man. You've talked too much to the wrong people, and when you talk too much, the wrong people pick up stuff, and they'll come to you and mess you up. Here's something about Christianity you need to understand. Christianity is about a remnant. It's about a small collection of people. You're never going to please the masses. In other words, the Bible says from cover to cover, the majority is wrong. Let me say that again. The majority is usually wrong wrong. Wrong. There was just a few who live for God in this pagan culture. There's just going to be a few who live for God in your company, my friend. There's just going to be a few who stand up for Jesus around your neighborhood. There's just going to be a few. Christianity is about the remnant. You can trace it from the Old Testament to the New Testament. So you're not always gonna be the most popular. You're not always gonna be the most liked. You're not always gonna be the one everybody claps for. And Daniel wasn't, yet because of Daniel's self-awareness, because of his integrity, he was able to speak into the lives of kings, of the powerful. Wow, Daniel, what a guy. Well, what happened? Everyone knew that Daniel was gonna be the man. Everyone saw how blessed he was. Now, Daniel is old. I mean, he's like in his late 80s now, maybe early 90s. And people are like, wow, this guy's amazing. People are like, wow, why would they pick a non-Persian? You want some racism here? Why would they pick a non-Persian to run the show? You see, Darius had a board of directors, one being Daniel, who was unbelievable, The other being a bunch of posers, a bunch of players, a bunch of people who were jolted with jealousy when they saw Daniel was gonna be the man in charge. Jealousy. Jealousy. If you trace jealousy back, it starts with pride, and then it, can be said, someone who's jealous is self unaware. They were jealous, man. What's this non-Persian, what's this Jew doing? What's he doing and he's gonna, he's gonna take the reins of this place? What's up with that? And the group didn't really dig it. i discovered something about jealousy. I'm not jealous of my heart surgeon who did my valve repair. I'm not jealous of a teacher. I'm really not jealous of a head high school football coach. I'm not jealous of someone in technology. I'm not jealous of someone I know in commercial real estate, but a pastor? Someone that does what I do? You mean he got to speak there? You mean he signed that book deal? God, what about me? Jealousy. Self-unawareness. Pride. We see it advertised right here amongst this group, amongst the board. They didn't dig that Daniel was going to get this promotion, that Daniel was going to receive the windfall, that Daniel was going to have the opportunity, that Daniel was going to get the raise. They didn't dig it. Jealousy is something that everyone deals with. Those engines of envy began to get going and when we feel that, when we see that, We need to take it to God. God, hey, and God knows, I'm feeling jealous. Well, God will tell us, and he tells us in our word, why don't you just, why don't you pray for that person? Because the scripture says, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. Man, that's difficult. It's a God thing. At the end of the day, I'm not that person. At the end of the day, that person is not me. At the end of the day, the satraps and administrators weren't Daniel, Daniel is not one of those guys. Take it to God, and some of you right now are dealing with jealousy. And one of the evil sides of social media is jealousy, it's envy, it's a highlight reel of people's lives, it's totally unrealistic. And every time we go on social media, I'm here to tell you it's about jealousy, Envy and how can I one up someone by my physique, by my travel schedule, by the massive crowds I'm speaking in front of, by money, by this car? What's what's driving that so much of it? It's people who were self-unaware, and amazingly, those who were self-unaware don't even know they're self-unaware because if they did, they wouldn't be self-unaware. And right now, you're thinking about someone else, and it's you, and it's me. The group came to Darius, these haters, and they tried to trip Daniel up by playing up the pride and the ego of Darius. I'm like, Darius! This is hilarious, man. How dumb can you be? This group is coming up to you. You're not even talking to Daniel. You're not even talking to the man. You're not even talking to this guy with integrity and humility and who's self-aware. You're not even talking to the right person. Whenever you make a decision, the wrong group will always be there. Always. Whenever you make a macro or micro decision, there's always going to be the wrong group telling you the wrong thing to do every single time. However, God always brings the Daniels into your life. And so often we don't talk to them because we don't want to hear the truth. But these, these satraps and administrators, they were just an echo chamber, brr. To Darius, 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 whatever he said, 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 said. They said, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. You're the man, you're the man, you're the man. You're awesome, 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 awesome. Let's keep on going because it gets really dumb. I mean, you, you, you see how brilliant and dynamic Daniel is compared to dumb, dumb Darius. Darius, come on, brother. Look at, look at verses six and seven. So the administrators... And the satraps went as a group, the majority, remember I'll say it again, is usually wrong. As a Christian, we're always swimming upstream, we're going against the current. And you know, one of the hilarious things we say these days ah, oh, where there's smoke, there's fire. Sometimes, but more often than not, it's just smoke. They went as a group to the king and said, oh, King Darius, live forever, forever, forever. Darius is like, man, I like this, these guys are awesome. The royal administrators, prefects, satraps, advisors and governors have all agreed. Wow, all agreed, where's Daniel? No, that's a lie, exaggeration. They voted, really, they voted. You realize every time God's people in the Bible voted, they voted outside his will? Every time, read it, that God's chosen people voted, they voted outside the will of God. Again, I'll tell you the majority is usually, not always, but usually wrong. We've all agreed that the king should issue an edict. Read here, a massive email, tweet whatever you wanna say, and enforce the decree. Again, they never consulted the right person. That anyone who prays to any God or man during the next 30 days except to you, O king, shall be thrown into the lion's den. They played up to his pride. They said, Darius, you you can write a book, 30 days of me. Isn't it awesome, Darius, because you are awesome. You are amazing. You are the man. You are great. What were they thinking? They, they, they didn't get a flying flip about that. They wanted to take Daniel out. They wanted Daniel to be lion bait. And here's what happens about negative people. A negative group will take someone and throw that person under the bus, but what happens eventually is the negative people get run over by their bus. That's what they don't understand because they're self unaware. Darius, what are you doing? Darius, you're gonna agree with with this crazy group? So you know what Darius does? He makes an emotional decision. If you're self-aware, you cannot make emotional decisions. Emotions are great, but he makes an emotional decision. I am the man, I am great. Yeah, this sounds great, 30 days of me. And he presses the send button and the mass email is sent. Well, see, they had ancient technology. Once you press the send button, once you say send, you can't take it back. You can't delete it. You can't change it. It's sent. It's in writing. How many times? Don't raise your hand. Have you pressed the send button? And you've gone, what have I done? How many times have we done that? Why did I respond to that text in that manner? Why did I post that? Why did I say that? I didn't mean that. We, we hide behind the screens these days. It's so ironic that we have better communication these days in the history than in the history of any time, any place in the world, yet we have a hard time sitting down with someone and having a conversation. It's amazing. Why didn't Darius talk to Daniel? Why aren't you talking to your Daniel? Why? It became really difficult because these men played up to him and they played up to him to such a degree he made a dumb decision Because, as we all know, the best decisions in life aren't always the easiest. Isn't that true? Students, listen to me. Children, listen to me. The best decisions in life aren't always the easiest ones. Because if you please God, it doesn't matter who you displease. But if you displease God, It doesn't matter who you please, and that's Daniel. Daniel was pleasing an audience of one. If anybody, Darius, worships any God or anything other than you during 30 days, lion bait. They knew what Daniel would do. Daniel saw the email. They knew his courage. They knew his integrity. And these men went as a group the wrong day as 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 a group and found Daniel praying and asking for God's help. Then in verse 13 they said to the king, Daniel, who was one of the exiles. I mean, how racist is that? Is that unbelievable? Daniel is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you. That's that's wrong. That's not true. Again, the haters will always lie. They're always going to exaggerate. Don't believe the haters. In fact, I would encourage you not to read too much into social media. It can send you on a roller coaster ride up and down up, and doubt about yourself, about others, and I would say the majority of it isn't real. It isn't even true. Yeah, we think it's real because we say, "Wow, perception is reality." And sadly, in today's culture, it is. But it's not what I'm saying to you. It's not. It's not. And, and Daniel understood reality because he was self-aware. So the king sends this. They're lying to the king. Now they come to the king and tell them that Daniel is praying to his God. So what does the king do? He has to lob Daniel into the lion's den. It killed him it tore him up. No one survived the lions den. Are you are you facing a Darius decision right now? Are you, are you are you facing a major decision in your life? Who are you listening to? First of all, we have to listen to God. That's where self-awareness comes in. And secondly, we have to have the Daniels in our lives. Daniels are not going to volunteer. Daniels are not going to blow up your phone. Daniels don't swim in schools. They're singles. You've got to find them. Daniels are in the house of God, serving. Daniels have integrity. Daniels have humility. Daniels speak the truth in love. So they lobbed Daniel into the lion's den. And the king normally he had entertainment at night. The Bible says in verse in verse 18, then the king returned to his palace and spent the night without eating and without any entertainment being brought to him even though he took ambien. <laughs> he could not sleep. And notice skip up to verse 16. If you have your Bibles you can look up or you can read it on view a verse. The king said to Daniel, right before he lobbed him into the lion's den, I love this, may your God whom you serve continually rescue you. The king woke up, ran down early in the morning. Who was taking a nap with the lions? Daniel petting the lions, scratching their bellies, had nicknames for them. (laughs) The Bible says a messenger shut their mouths. Some theologians think this was a pre-incarnate visit of Jesus. Remember Old Testament. So Daniel emerges and guess who becomes lion bait? Take a wild guess, a stab at who becomes lion bait, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it. Self-awareness. We know the one who knows us better than we know ourselves. He will show us what integrity and consistency and devotion, and generational commitment is all about. This past week, my mother died. And Lisa and I drove to Houston Sunday after I spoke, and we were there the whole week. One of the most challenging and difficult things I've ever done was doing part of her memorial service. And if you want to see this amazing worship service of an amazing woman, it's on our website you can click on. It might kind of help you understand even about my background and where I'm from, etc. But more importantly, it'll be an amazing worship experience. So after this memorial service, which had, I don't know, probably at least 4,000 people in it, We all broke up, our family did, in different parts of this massive church so people could say a word of comfort, a word of greeting to all of us. That lasted for several hours, as you can imagine. I hadn't seen a lot of the people in 20 some odd years. We've been up here 27 years. And so family after family came up to Lisa and I And they said, Ed, I can't thank you enough for your mother, her Bible teaching, her life, her counsel changed the course of our family. I saw people in their 70s and 80s walking up to me and saying that. Then I saw their children who were in their late 40s and 50s walking up to me and saying that. Then I saw other family members, 20-somethings, even teenagers, walking up to me and saying that. Family after family after family after family after family after family after family. family. (laughs) The words were amazing, they were comforting. But as Lisa and I were driving back yesterday, I said, Lisa, can you believe? the generational blessings of people who've been a part of Second Baptist Church for two to three to four decades. Can you believe the blessings? They're blessed, these people. They've hung in there, these people. They're Daniels, these people. God has blessed some relationally, like you can't even imagine. God's blessed some financially like you can't imagine. God's blessed others with opportunities like you can't imagine. Why? They stayed in the house. Through hell and high water, and it's not always been easy at Second Baptist Houston, one of the largest churches in America, in the world. It's not always been easy there. You get married, it's not always easy. Stay in the house. Whenever I've seen people, and let's use Second Baptist as an illustration. I know scores and scores, thousands of people who have cycled out of Second Baptist. God generally has never blessed their life because they left the house. And they're in another house. I have never seen someone, unless it's a special set of circumstances, to leave the main house and flourish in another one. You wanna be self aware? You wanna have consistency and courage? You wanna be a difference maker? You wanna follow God? You wanna be a Daniel? Stay. Connected in his house. Stay strong. Stay committed like Daniel, and God, by his Holy Spirit, will make you aware of things you never thought possible. Dear Heavenly Father, as our heads are bowed and eyes are closed, we thank you for this decision. We can learn so much from Darius about what not to do. A little bit about what to do. We can learn a lot from Daniel about what to do. Maybe in our vocation, maybe in a marriage, maybe in a family situation, maybe in a church situation. And right now I know the Holy Spirit of God is applying these principles and precepts to your life and to mine. We are a part of the minority. We are the remnant. Look at what God has done, is doing, and will do through the remnant. Through the remnant in your neighborhood, through the remnant at school, through the remnant at your work. Lord, I never thought a remnant 27 years ago would be able to be a part of a ride like Fellowship. Maybe you're here today and you've never given your life to Christ. You've never, ever said, Jesus, take control of my life. Today, you can make that decision. How? By simply saying this. Just say, God, say this after me. God, I admit to you the obvious that I'm a sinner, that I've messed up. I fumbled the ball. I admit that to you. I turn from that and I turn to you, Jesus. I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. And right now, I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life to power wash my soul. But Ed, man, you don't realize what I'm into. You don't realize what I did last night. You don't realize, you know what? I don't know. Jesus does, and he wants to take control of your life right where you are. Ask him to say, Jesus, come into my life. So Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for these decisions. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. If you look at me for a second, at all of our campuses, let's, let's give it up for the decisions that were made here. Because I want to be a Daniel. I know you want to be a Daniel. We need to have the right people, the right they in our lives, speaking into our lives. The right they, they're teachable. They're tough. They're tenacious. H, they're honest. They're holy. They're wholesome. E, they're encouraging. They're exciting. They're engaging. Why? They are yielded to God, yielded to your friendship, yielded to the life here at the local church.